welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. This week on the show, I have comedian Alex Kane. Alex can be found performing all around Los Angeles, but you can catch him at Flappers in Burbank on September 20th. This week on the show, Alex and I discuss competitive Pokemon, so I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, competitive Pokemon... It's something I used to do a lot, and I haven't really done it as much since I uh, graduated college, I guess, is when I was really into it. Okay. When but did you start doing it? In college. In college? Yeah. Okay. I, I was always fascinated with the game. Like, mm-hmm. it's a really fun game for me because I enjoy animals a lot. Yeah. And it's just like raising animals to fight, and I love that. Except not the fighting normally, but... You, well, you don't like fighting? <laughs> I don't want to fight dogs, but the concept of Pokemon is adorable. <laughs> okay, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's virtual animals, nothing at stake. Yeah, and there's nothing at stake, and they're always healed at the end, and they only faint, they never die. But, um, so competitive Pokemon, what it is, is basically the format of the game is you play trainers with your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. In this situation, you play other people. And so the whole point of it is to get the six best Pokemon on your team to beat their six best Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of thinks they know how that is, and it's very much different from what you would expect. Because the game is so much different on a competitive level mm-hmm. than it is from the game. Like, everybody in the game, you can beat that game with six terrible Pokemon or your six favorite or the six cutest Pokemon you have. Uh-huh. You cannot do that with the competitive format. Yeah. It's just kind of impossible. Like, Pokemon that everyone know are often not very good. So, like, Charizards and Pikachus and mm-hmm. shit like that are bad Pokemon for this format. So, like, everybody has an idea of what Pokemon is, and to me, it's a whole other game. Okay. Yeah, because basically the whole point of it is you have to train these Pokemon to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's where the game differs, because all this stuff is included in the game that people straight up ignore, like Pokemon natures and how you're supposed to raise them, because it's very boring. Mm -hmm. But... And, like, this is the most boring part of the competitive scene. Like, you have to raise them to be perfect Pokemon. And there are people, like, you pay to do that for you most of the time. Is this all done online? Um, you can do it online, but it's mostly done on the actual, like, Game Boy system. They're the DS oh, system. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, each poke Like, if let's say you want to raise a Mewtwo. Uh-huh. What you need to do is you... Well, you can't do it with Mewtwo. Mewtwo's special. Um... Let's say you want to raise a Raichu, that's something. Mm-hmm. Um, to do that, what you need to do is first you go out and catch a Pikachu. Okay. And you have to catch the right Pikachu, which means that it has the right nature. Mm-hmm. And that it has perfect, what are called IVs, which are impossible to, like, no, you have to... It's like the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah. But you just have to guess that you got it right. Mm-hmm. And then once you get that, you breed it with another one at the daycare centers in the game, which means you're basically making your Pokemon fuck and have a baby. And then you've got to hope that that baby comes out perfect. Super strong. Yeah. And then once you have, like, four of those, then you make them fuck so that you have the ultimate one, and you have to teach it the right moves. And this is the most boring part of it, (laughs) like, ever. Like, it was. it's the reason why I never got good at it because I never had the patience to sit down and grind out this training 
So tell me like about like paying people to raise your Pokemon for you. Um, they're basically called farmers. Okay. So like, you, there aren't like a lot of them most of the time. Like I had a buddy who okay. just was good at it and uh-huh. had nothing. Like I tried to do it, but I just couldn't get through it. He loved the idea of just walking around in that game. It was like a meditation thing for him. Okay. So like, what you would do is. He charged, like, five bucks per Pokemon, so mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. There are people who charge, like, hundreds. Holy like, shit. To, like, because his were a little less official, mm-hmm. quote, and he was my buddy. But, so basically what they do is they do all of this for you. They'll breed the Pokemon, and this is, like, days of work. And so, like, you, they breed it, they give it the right moves, they train it for you, and then they just give you that Pokemon mm-hmm. to be on your team. And you have to get it in a trade, so you have to know the person. Yeah. And then once they're on your team, you build your team of six of those. Okay. And the six are the most important. Like, mm-hmm. those are the ones you're going to use in a battle. Um, and it's, it's like, fun because you get a... You get a, like... Pokemon battle with someone you actually know. And right. it's, like, very high stakes because it's a very chess-like game. Mm-hmm. Like, after you're done breeding, all the boringness goes out of it for me. And suddenly you have these six Pokemon. Each of them do something very specific. Most of them aren't good at Pokemoning. Like, if you were to have them in the regular game, they'd be absolutely worthless. Okay. Like, they have no good moves, things like that. And I'm, I'm talking like everybody knows exactly how this game goes, and that's... Um, well, I mean, yeah. Pokemon's pretty popular. Like, I watched the show when I was little. I played Pokemon mm-hmm. Go when it came out on the phone. Yeah. Pokemon Go was, like, the bane of my existence because it made everyone want to talk to me about Pokemon. Right. And I know it at such an intricate level that unless mm-hmm. you, like, can tell me the difference between an adamant nature and a bold nature, I don't want to talk to you right. about Pokemon. <laughs> And like, you have just this esoteric understanding of Pokemon. Yeah, like, I, everyone I has a favorite Pokemon, and mine isn't my favorite Pokemon. Right. Like, I love the hippo Pokemons. Those are my favorite, like, Slowbro. That's mm-hmm. my favorite Pokemon ever. Because of Because it's a Pokemon? hippo. But oh, okay. the best Pokemon, the one that I like the most, is Landorus, because that's the best uh, competitive Pokemon Nobody knows what the fuck Landorus is. Yeah, I've never is. heard of that one. What generation is that one from? Uh, I think it came out in black and white. Oh, okay. So, like, fifth generation. Or is that excellent? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's either fifth or sixth generation. And it's this giant flying tiger that's also made of rocks. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it just does everything. Yeah, and he was good for, like, these purposes. He's the best Pokemon in the game. Um, in competitive Pokemon. Yeah, yeah because... Competitive Pokemon is broken into tiers of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the Uber tier, which you're not allowed to use. Like, nobody can use the Uber tier Pokemon in the competitive scene. Mm -hmm. Unless you're only playing with Uber Pokemon. And that's where, like, Mewtwo is. And um, most of the legend, like, super legendary Pokemon, that's where they're going to be. And then there's a... Like, any video game kind of has these tier systems, Mm -hmm. if you look. Um, the next tier down is the OU tier, overused, and that's where the better Pokemon, that's where the most used Pokemon are. Mm-hmm. That's the tier everybody plays if they're playing one-on-one. Yeah. Um, then that's where it's, you get six Pokemon, you give each of them an item, you hope to God you have the six perfect Pokemon to beat your opponent's six perfect Pokemon, mm-hmm. 
but there's 700-something Pokemon, so you, there's a 0% chance that they don't have something that will destroy you, and a 0% chance that you don't have something that will destroy them. Got it. So it's all about taking out that Pokemon first, or mm-hmm. finding a way to not let your opponent bring in that Pokemon. Um, and then there's all of these things that you don't do in the game. Like, in the game, when you play through it, just for the... I don't really play for the story mode anymore, because I'm not 7. But... <laughs> Um, or 25 if you guys like it uh, no shame on it um, but there are these moves that make no goddamn sense in the game one's called like stealth rocking which is the most important thing in the competitive scene and does absolutely nothing in uh, the regular game and like my teams are always built around making sure my stealth rock stayed up and like when I talk to people about it and, like, anyone who's seen that team is just baffled at, like, oh, I have a Pokemon with no moves that will attack. And I'm like, well, I need it to poison that Pokemon and set up rocks. And, like, the whole thing around it is you have to make your team based off all the other Pokemon that could be against you. Okay. So, like, I can't use my favorite Pokemon necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll never use... Uh, one of my favorite Pokemon is Hippopowdon, which is a big rock hippo, and I just like hippos, so like that, I love that thing. Like, I have a model of it in my room. Mm-hmm. I'll never use that on my team because it'll never fit what I'm trying to do. Okay. And it's sad to me, because uh-huh. <laughs> like, I can't use my favorite Pokemon on my team. Mm-hmm. When everybody else plays that game and they're like, I have six Charizards, and I'm like, fuck you, I hate it like this. Yeah, you know that shit. Bro. Exactly. Um, what. What got you to start playing competitive Pokemon? Were you just bored with the, the regular game? I was bored with the regular game. Um, I'd started playing the regular game, giving myself challenges in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, around 16 to 18 is when I was doing that. Like Some people know like what Nuzlocke challenging is, but basically it's playing the game as if the Pokemon dies when it faints. Okay. So And when you run out of Pokemon, you just lose. And so I started with that and got very bored very quickly because that was also... Too easy. Yeah. Um, and then I had a friend, Sam, who, uh, he was kind of into the competitive scene. He was always better than me, so it was always annoying. Mm-hmm. But he got me to start playing it. And I didn't, I didn't have, like, a ton of friends in college. Like, I'm not a very social person. And, like, that was something I could do every night to just have something to do. Yeah. Um, and I'd start playing him and a couple other people online. There was no big scene for it, mm-hmm. especially in Missouri. Like, there just wasn't something going on for it. When I got when I lived in New York, there was a lot more of it. Okay. So that was... So, yeah, it was after I, after I lived in New York, I quit. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, like, there are tournaments, and it's just, like... I like video games, but I'm bad at them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like cerebral games where you have to think about your opponent's move. I like playing my opponent more than I like playing games. Mm-hmm. In this, the Pokemon scene, it's a hundred percent playing your opponent. It has like your team is worthless. Like you can just get a random group of six Pokemon, you'll lose. But the whole point is to beat their team, not to win. Yeah. So that like sparked my interest in it, and like. It was just fun to be around a group of people who are as equally nerdy as I am mm-hmm. about something that's just a child's game right. that we've, like, modded the shit out of, basically. Um, but there were, like, all sorts of different people playing different things, and it was always interesting to see, like... My biggest problem with it is 
how standard everyone's teams have had gotten because you what do you were, mean by that standard you were seeing the same six pokemon on everyone's okay team. got it like so i wasn't just kind of like boring or like yeah like i mentioned landorus being the best pokemon he's literally used or she is used on literally 75 percent of teams interesting so like you knew you were gonna have a landorus that you had to fight which means you knew on your team you were gonna have to have a counter to landorus and there were specific Pokemon that are perfect counters to Landorus, anything that uses Ice-type moves, for those interested listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, so, like, it got really boring for me because I was always expecting Landorus with one, Chansey's always on somebody's team, just the same few Pokemon. And my whole thing was, I want to just use some random-ass Pokemon and see if I can make that work. And that's fun when you're just playing your friends, but when you go to, like, a tournament and there's money on the line... Oh, there's money in it. Not a lot. Okay. (laughs) But, yeah. Uh Like, big tournaments, there's money on the line, bragging rights. Big tournaments normally are two-on-two battles, though. But you have to, like, physically go to these tournaments? Okay. Yes. But you're with your DS. Yes, you go with your DS Mm -hmm. to these tournaments, and it's... Have you ever seen, like, basically a Magic the Gathering tournament where there's just tables of people? Yeah. That's like what that. it is. Okay. But you're with your DS. Where did they have the, the tournaments, like in Missouri and New York? Uh, Missouri, I didn't go to any. Okay. New York, I'd go to Boston. Oh, okay. There's a huge one in Boston. It's called PAC. Uh-huh. PAC East. And then there's one in, I think it's San Diego. There's a big one. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big one somewhere in the Northwest. I don't know. I, I only really went to a couple because money and I'm not very good at this game. Okay. I'm okay. I'm better than the average person by a long shot. Mm-hmm. But, like, people just grueled for hours for these Pokemon, and I was like, I'm just going to pay my buddy five bucks to right. make me one. Well, like, uh, the people that would, like, pay, like, the hundreds of dollars, did they have to, like, personally know somebody, or is there... Okay, so you have to, like, be in physical contact with somebody to... Pretty much. You can get in touch with them via... Reddit was the big way to get in touch with someone. I was gonna ask, it has to be a subreddit. Oh, yeah, it's like... What's it called? Stunfisk. (laughs) R slash Stunfisk. Which is a Pokemon. It's a bad Pokemon. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, like, everybody would have to find somebody to make their Pokemon for them or make them themselves. Mm-hmm. And that was... That's the thing. When you made those six Pokemon yourself, six would take good six days of just work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never only had six. Like, yeah. that would be a terrible idea because then everyone knows what you're going to throw at them. Mm-hmm. You need to have a constant changing of teams. Not during a tournament because you're stuck with your six, but just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had to learn every intricacy about every other Pokemon, too. So these people just studied it way more than I could um, because I had a job in New York and things like that. And that's why I dropped out of it, especially since the new Pokemon game came out, Sun and Moon. Like, they added another fucking hundred and something Pokemon, and I was like, I just can't, I can't. It's too much to keep up with. Yeah, exactly. And it's sad to me because, like, I used to... I used to probably know 750 Pokemon mm-hmm. offhand and, like, their base stats. Holy shit. Yeah. I was I was really nerdy. The weed has knocked a lot of that out. <laughs> but um, now I don't know. Like, I was looking through the tier listing just before this to, like, see what was up. And I, like, I don't know half of the Pokemon that are in the top tier anymore. Yeah. And a lot of, quote, the best Pokemon from 
my entire time playing this game are no longer viable. Mm -hmm. And that made me really, like, like nostalgically very sad. Yeah, because even if you wanted to get back into it, it would just be so much work. It'd be a lot of work. And, like, I just don't have it in me to learn it all again. Right. I really don't. There's so much new to it. Like, there's... And it's not only the new Pokemon they add. Every generation, they change so much of old Pokemon. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a Pokemon Pelepper, which is a giant pelican. Mm -hmm. That was one of the worst Pokemon always. Yeah. And now it's one of the best because they just decided, hey, let's make this one good. Yeah. And so they buffed, like, its defensive stat, like, a billion times and Mm -hmm. gave it this awesome ability. And now everyone uses a fucking giant pelican on their team. And it's like... (laughs) Okay, I guess I have to. If I'm gonna play again, I have to like learn how to deal with that shit. Right. And I just can't. <laughs> do your um. Do your college buddies still play? One got really into Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. So he quit. Did you shun him for? I'm very for mad at him Yu-Gi-Oh for it. Side? Yeah. How dare he? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. One got really into Yu-Gi-Oh. One got really into the card game. Uh Uh-huh. Like, that's what a lot of people kind of did. They went from... Because the card game's a little easier to manage. Did you play the cards when you were a kid? I played when I was a kid, and I played a little bit more recently when I fell out of the competitive scene, just to keep the Pokemon lifestyle going. Um, But the card game is... It's different. It's, uh... It's more boring to me because Mm -hmm. you build your team around one card, basically. Like any card deck, except, or card playing game, except I don't really know how most of them work, so I'm just (laughs) assuming, like, most other card games. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. It wasn't fun because you could, like, as much as I couldn't use my favorite Pokemon in the competitive one, I definitely couldn't in the card game. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, like, the Slowbro card sucks. And that's just it. Like, there is no way I could use that card and beat anyone who knew what they were doing kind right. of thing. And so, like, I never really got into it. But mm-hmm. that one you can play online mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. Like, you don't... I think if you go to a tournament, you have to have your own deck. But that's if you go to a tournament, which I never did. Mm-hmm. But they have online tournaments for something, like, every week, I want to say. Yeah. You can... I think it's, like, a $5 buy-in. And you win a pot at the end of it. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Just takes time. Yeah, it takes a lot of... T- well, that one, it takes less time because you just have to buy the cards. Yeah. Or buy enough cards. Like, my old roommate was really into the card game, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Like, I had no idea that he was going to be into it when we started living together. And he's like, yeah, I'm really into Pokemon cards. And I was like, hey. Yeah. It's cool. He would just buy boxes and boxes and boxes of cards and then basically throw them all out. What? <laughs> yeah, well, there's... The online, they... He would keep the good ones. Yeah, yeah. But, like... The rest are just trash for him. Yeah. I mean, most of them are trash. Like, yeah. when you play as much as he did, what are you going to do with, like, a, the seventh Caterpie card that mm-hmm. you pulled that day? Like, there's nothing you need from it. Caterpie is this little tiny worm. Mm-hmm. You don't... No one uses it. Yeah. But, um... The whole point of it was that he would get these cards from it that were QR code, and you could scan them, and it would give you another pack virtually in this weird system, Uh and he would stock up on those and then virtually trade those 
to get the cards he wanted. Uh-huh. So he could trade like 17 packs of cards because he had 400 mm-hmm. for like one rare card. And in reality, that one rare card is going to cost you 50 bucks. Right. But in the game, it costs you whatever you pay for all those boxes, which is way more than 50 bucks. But you also get the cards in that situation. So, like... Yeah, and the satisfaction of knowing that you're getting the thing. You're getting closer to your goal. Yeah, you you win what you were trying to do. Are there, um... Are there many, like, children that play this? It sounds like it's a pretty complicated game, like... It's too complicated for kids. Yeah, so not a lot of, like, maybe, like, genius children, but not, like... You'll see... old 13-year-old playing. 13 is when they can start mm-hmm. understanding it. Like, when, around the time kids start understanding chess is about the same time they start understanding Pokemon. They don't have the money or the... They might have the patience, though, to, like, build up a team. You don't see a lot of 13-year-olds at the tournaments because that means they have to come with their mom. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Their mom has to pay for them to mm-hmm. go. The tickets are not cheap to go to those things. Oh, really? Things. Yeah, they're... It's like going to Comic-Con. Oh, shit. Yeah. A little cheaper, but... Yeah. It's like going to Comic-Con. And um, so you didn't see a lot of kids there. 16-year-olds, there's like a big sect of like, once you get into high school, you would start playing it a little more. Mm -hmm. And that was always annoying because I'm like 24 and I'm like, I don't want to hang out with those kids. Uh (laughs) But like, they were the best because they dedicated all their free time to it, Mm -hmm. which God bless them, I would do the same thing (laughs) if I could. Um, it's mo- and it's mostly like male dominated, right? Like there's not a ton of girls playing. Right. Um, as far as nerd culture goes, like it had one of the smaller female that I saw smaller female population, and I don't know why. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me because Pokemon is like it's cute and it's like and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I I even watched it as a kid too. I wasn't like super duper into it, but I liked it. Yeah, and they. Like, the show, not as much, but, like, the game has done gone out of their way to be both gender-inclusive. Yeah. Or all gender-inclusive. Like, they, you can be a girl, you can have your rival be a girl now. Sometimes the rivals are just straight, it's going to be a woman. And, yeah. like, that's brand new to just gaming in general. Mm-hmm. And, like, still they're struggling to get a female fan base outside of the ages of, like, eight. Yeah. Which is, and it's baffling to me because I, Pokemon was clearly designed to help female interest because like Pokemon like Jigglypuff were the ones yeah. that they doubled down on early and that did not play to little boys the same way it did to little girls at the time. A little pink puffball that sings like that's a very feminine or a little girl thing to like but mm, it just didn't stick around the same way. I think just because video games in general are more marketed at males. They're more marketed at males, but, like, the skew is 50-50 on who plays it, which it just shows how stupid video game companies are. And Pokemon seems like a game, to me, that girls would like, Mm -hmm. because it's not just girls would like. I love it. But it's, you get to play with your pets. Like, who doesn't want to do that on a daily basis? Like, it's adorable. Yeah, it's very interesting the way that that all works, and I'm very surprised that more girls mm-hmm. don't play it. Because it's like, because like a lot, of, I know a lot of girls that love Animal Crossing. It's like it's not that different. Very than similar. Well, in terms of like collection. Yeah, similar form, not very different gaming, right, but right, right. similar like it's a bunch of little animals, and you're just kind of living your life in this world full of animals, mm-hmm. and no explanation on why that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's really funny for Pokemon because there are all these fan theories on how this world has come to be, where, like, 
Because the whole economy is based off dog fighting, basically. Yeah. Like, you get paid every time you win a fight, and that's the only way anyone knows how to make money in those uh-huh. games. So there's, like, all these references to this crazy war that must have happened. And then there's, uh, in one of the more recent games, they genuinely say, yeah, there was, like, a genocidal war that happened, and everybody <laughs> died, and now we're left with Pokemon. And it's like, oh, shit, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, Pokemon's a... There's, like, so much lore behind Pokemon games that no one should know. Because you have to read every Pokedex entry for every Pokemon. But, like, there are a lot of Pokemon with these really sad, like, backstories. Oh, what's the saddest one you know of? Um, there's Binette, which is this doll. Mm -hmm. It, like... Some of its backstory makes you think Chucky. Yeah. Because it's this ghost doll that wants revenge on those who... Like, sounds like my kind of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the more popular ones yeah. for some reason. It wants revenge on, I think, the person who basically killed its original owner, which is a little girl. Oh, wow. Yeah, Holy so shit. it's evil and trying to... But evil, f- but for a good purpose, because someone that it loved was, was killed. Was killed, yeah. yeah. There's a Kafagrigus, which I can't remember the name of the thing that evolves into it, but it's just a ghost with a mask on, and mm-hmm. it's wearing the mask of... A society like Babylon fell, and every mask is somebody who died in yeah. this natural disaster. And it's just walking around with the face of a dead person. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a Mimiku, which is a brand new one for the new games, which is this ghost that's dressed up like Pikachu, mm-hmm. which is the mascot of Pokemon. And it dresses like Pikachu because it's very jealous of all the attention that Pikachu gets. And oh. it really just wants someone to love it. And nobody loves it, so it puts on a Pikachu outfit to try and confuse people. Do people still hate it? Yeah, it's like one of the best Pokemon in the yeah. game now. But, um, I don't... The show, Mimiku's a big character. I had to watch the show a lot because the boy I nannied was obsessed with it. Yeah. Which was infuriating for me. Yeah. Like, as somebody who, like, I'm like... He, he'd be like, no, the best Pokemon is fill in the blank with whatever he said. And I'm like, I hate you so much. Or choke him like Homer Simpson Bart style. Oh, so bad. Like, <laughs> and all he'd want to do is talk Pokemon. And it's hard for me to talk Pokemon with someone who knows way less than me. That's why I like, never talk about it with my friends. Yeah. Like, even today. It's not that I'm embarrassed about Pokemon. I loved it. I, it was one of my favorite games of all time. But if the most you know about it is the game, I can't. I just... I'll just stare at you till you shut up. Right. It's like Ron Swanson going to like a Lowe's or Home Depot being like, I know more than you. Exactly. Don't help me. Don't, help me. don't, yeah. don't try to converse with me about this. Yeah. And I feel bad about it. <laughs> like two of my friends were talking about, apparently they had watched a, U- Pokemon YouTube is this huge community mm-hmm. that people don't like. It's one of the biggest gaming communities, Pokemon YouTubers. And I know, I know a few of them personally. Yeah. A couple of them live in Tucson, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Like, a couple of the bigger named ones. So I kind of know them through that. But I heard someone talking about him. And I was like, I really want to join this conversation. But then I'm like, I can't talk to these guys about the base stat of a Gengar. They won't like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah. So, like, I just have to, like, walk away from those. That's hard. It is. Especially because I used... I used to really love the Pokemon YouTube thing. Like it, I tried to do it for a minute and then realized, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have the patience to render and 
record 72 hours of me playing a game I've already played seven times. Like, I just don't want to do that. It's just too much to ask. Yeah, but I used to watch a lot of them just because uh, the competitive guys were really good teachers. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I learned how to play the game. There was this guy, Pokane, Pokane, I don't remember. Pokane, that's it. Mm -hmm. And he basically would teach you how to play the game. Yeah. And every day he'd come out with a new video on how to play the game. And he'd, like, dissect the Pokemon for you. And that's where I got all of my education because I didn't have time to do it myself. Yeah. The people who had time to do it themselves were genuinely better at the game than me. Because mm-hmm. I was getting a second hand. And, like, you could tell when he didn't like a Pokemon. Like, if he was analyzing, let's say, a Slowbro, he'd like it a lot because everyone likes Slowbro because it's adorable. Yeah. But if he was analyzing an Articuno, he fucking hated it because mm-hmm. it's not a good Pokemon. But he would still have to do it because he had to do it for all 700 and bullshit Pokemon. <laughs> was each was each episode on a different Pokemon or would you do like several in one, in one video? Um, some people did it where they'd have several in one video. Mm-hmm. Those were the easiest to keep track of, but they also gave you just a baseline knowledge of most Pokemon. Which, if you were as competitive as I was, you already had. What I wanted were the people who would focus a half hour on one Pokemon and show you seven or eight different move sets for it because each Pokemon would have normally one very standard move set like you would use this item with these four moves or like amongst these eight moves kind of things but mostly it was this item this nature and this what's called an EV spread which means which stats did you focus on the most because there's I think six different stats I'm, I'm probably miscounting in my head right now but each one mattered a lot to how that Pokemon was going to perform. And, like, it was, like, attack, special attack, special defense, defense, HP, and speed. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you wanted a faster Pokemon, you put it in speed. But there were a lot of Pokemon where you'd either want attack or speed, and you couldn't pick... Or attack, speed, and HP. And you could only pick two to focus on, really. And it was, like, which one do you focus on? And it was, it was just a gruel to try and memorize <laughs> all of that. And then there, there are hundreds of items you could put on Pokemon, and only about eight of them are relevant. Yeah. Um, and it was just... He would, like, go through and show you, like, seven or eight different movesets so that you knew what to expect, not only when you were making your team, but when someone else made a team. And that was always my favorite thing, because, let's say, uh, Dragonite's a really popular Pokemon. Um... One, the most popular was you put what's called a choice, at the time, this is no longer true at all. You put a choice band on it, you gave it the multi-scale ability, and you made it adamant, and it just beat the shit out of everyone. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is put what's called a choice scarf on it, so it was so much faster than everyone, and then that became very common. And then I'd have to change it, because then everyone knew, oh, I'm expecting a choice band yeah. Dragonite, so I'd go back, or Choice Scarf, so I'd go back and give it something else so that it would do the same thing just to throw the person off. Mm-hmm. And Dragonite was the best for it because he could do fucking anything. Yeah. It's just a great Pokemon. But every Pokemon I tried to do that with, and I failed every time. Mm-hmm. You would always have, you would always revert back to the status quo, mm-hmm. and that's why the game got boring to me. Yeah. But... I mean, if you're looking to battle cute the monsters, 
Yeah, it's a great way to go. Yeah. If you're, if you're bored with the regular Pokemon game, try competitive Pokemon. Yeah, and if you want to try it, there's this website called Pokemon Showdown. Okay. Where it just allows you to make the Pokemon there mm-hmm. on the website. And smogon.com will give you move sets and mm-hmm. teams and stuff where you can put them all together and then you can go play... You just click click battle, and it'll set you up with someone somewhere online to practice, basically. And that was always the most fun for me because I... Not the most fun. It was way more fun to yeah. play in person. But that was always fun for me because I could use any Pokemon in any tier. Like, if I felt like using an Execute in Uber tier, I could. Yeah. And that'd be fun. And no one would... People would get mad and quit when they saw it. They'd mm-hmm. be like, no, I'm not playing this guy. <laughs> but, like, if I did that at a real tournament... I'd be kicked out of the tournament. Like, they would not... They'd be like, you're just here to troll. We don't like that. Get out of here. And I would be there to troll. Like, that's the thing. They they (laughs) got it. (laughs) But it was always... It's always fun. And it's, like, a really easy thing to just play the showdown thing. Mm -hmm. But you will lose more times than not. Mm Because those people really know what they're doing. Especially once you start winning battles. Yeah. And that's where you start learning how to build your team. And how to... It's harder to play your opponent that way, though, because you can't see them reacting. You can't see how long they're taking to make a move. You just are hoping that you can predict what they're doing based off what you've seen in the past, which is really hard when you're, when you're playing someone like me and just somebody who's purely trying to create a new set for a Pokemon just to throw somebody off, yeah. which is what I do. Because at the end of the day, I'm just an asshole. <laughs> and did you ever get thrown out of any tournaments for trolling? I did not. No. Um, it happened. Uh, but when I would do it, most of the tournaments I entered were not like the official ones, okay. too. Because I wasn't good enough. Like, I just couldn't get through. There are regional, and then there are countrywide, like, and you have to go through each one. And I never got out of regional tournaments. Um the, the regional ones were more in Missouri. They were, like, in a Toys R Us in the back of oh, okay. Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> like, that's that's where those would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got out of those. I, I'd always lose because I'm just not good. Mm-hmm. Or not good enough. My buddy would go through. He made a little bit of money on it. My buddy, Sam. That's cool. Did you get to travel doing it? Is travel is a tough word, but yeah. yeah. A little bit. He would go to, like... He went to Boston and he went to San Diego or San Francisco, whichever one's the bigger one in California. I think it's San Francisco, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, he made a little bit of money, but I think maybe a couple hundred at most, which he would then turn back into travel costs. Right, right. Like, they weren't flying him out. Yeah, he was to, breaking even on this. Okay. Pretty much, mm-hmm. which is better than most people do in any video game, mm-hmm. so good on him. Yeah. But... I always would come with something weird, and it would inevitably get me to lose. Like, my favorite thing, which became standard in its own tier, and that's why it's my favorite thing I ever did, there's Pokemon Executor. And I, for whatever reason, was the first person to find out that if you put a move Swords Dance on him, he would destroy everything that was already weak to him because he had a good typing. Um, he's a very bad Pokemon to use in the OU tier, mm-hmm. but that the sword stance executor suddenly became very popular in his tier, which was, I think, rarely used, which is, there was uber, overused, underused, rarely used, never used, PU, which I don't think actually stands for anything, (laughs) and then Little Cup, which was the baby Pokemon. Yeah, Little Cup was fun. (laughs) But, um, 
the RU tier was the one I excelled at, but there are no official tournaments for the RU tier. It's all OU or VGC, which is uh, double battles, where you have two and your opponent has two. Four, technically, but two on the field at the same time. And those ones, those were shorter. Mm-hmm. Those those games are shorter, and that's why Pokemon, like, official Nintendo Pokemon, really backs that VGC is the way that they're going to always play every tournament from here on out. And that's how you make money if you want to be good at it. The best VGC people actually make money by playing VGC tournaments. And they're all cocky, <laughs> really shitty people. <laughs> Not all of them. I'm sure some of them are nice if they're for some reason listening, which they're not. <laughs> they might be. You know, yeah, no. who knows? But um, they they get cocky really easily. It's one of those things where when you're... Most people who are, like, big Pokemon fans are not exactly, like, thriving socially. Mm-hmm. So when they go to a place where they're suddenly the best, it gets to their head really quickly. Right. Yeah. Um, and just to kind of wrap things up, do you have any, like weird or like insane stories of people like freaking out at tournaments or just like a, a weird thing that happened people would cry a lot really yeah like often from losing from losing yeah um i no that happened online but i had one guy find my uh facebook oh, God. via online stuff basically I've, I've had to change my account a bunch of times because i i used uh, I don't even remember. It wasn't that big of a deal to me. Like, uh-huh. it, but I used a new set on a Pokemon that just was annoying, and basically the whole concept of that Pokemon has now been banned from the game. You can know you? not because of me, <laughs> oh, but because okay. a bunch of people. It was it's called baton passing, where you just rack up. And the Pokemon, I, it was Scoliopede, which no one knows what that Pokemon is, but it's a giant centipede. Uh-huh. It's one of my favorite Pokemon because it's a giant centipede and it's horrifying. <laughs> but um, Basically, I got every stat all the way up on it and just beat him. Mm-hmm. And he found my Facebook page and just kept sending me messages like, you need to take this game seriously. Oh my God. And I was like, I, no, I don't. I really don't have to take this game seriously. And he, I had to block him, but yeah. once I blocked him, it was the end of it. So thank God, because that could have gone a lot of bad ways. Right. But that's the craziest thing that's happened from Pokemon for me, because... It, it can't get crazier than right. that. Right, were you kind of like, not scared, but like a little like nervous by that? I was nervous, but I wasn't scared. He lived in, I was living in Missouri at the time. He lived in like Wyoming. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's like, it wasn't like he was going to come find me. Right. I'm still not entirely sure how he found my Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, but... Yeah, if anything, it's more like unsettling rather than like worrisome. Yeah, but like since then, people have been able to find my Facebook through Tinder and shit like that right. too so like now I'm a little less distressed by that happening it's just so fucking easy to find people it really is yeah. which is a problem <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much Alex this was very informative and interesting to me and I hope I, I mean, I'm sure the listeners will like it yeah well yeah. I'm always happy to, to just be able to talk about Pokemon yeah. without someone <laughs> yeah and they have a platform and it's not someone who's like well what about <laughs> what about Charizard it's my favorite shut up <laughs> and anyone who uses Charizard I hate you so just so you know yeah don't don't t- piss off Alex by talking about fucking Charizard alright <laughs> <laughs>